Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Insight. Now we're going to start doing, I'm going to be doing interviews with different people. And we're joined today by Nathaniel White. Nathaniel, it's good to have you on. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. This is exciting. Yeah, Yeah, this is super fun. And you've been, uh, you've, you've watched a few of our Insight Now broadcasts with Mark and Peter, and then also with, with Mark and then Peter does his own. I've done my own. So, so yeah, you know, it's been fun having you, having, having your comments in the comment section and uh, God's on the move. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing, I mean, you're right in the middle of it. You guys are doing great stuff. I love the, what you're doing with Insight Now. It's been wonderful. Yeah, you know, Mark and Peter and and I get we've gotten together every week for over a year. Wow, you know, and we were like, oh, why don't we just do do our conversations live, you know? And so we we decided to do that, and because we uh, we believe one of the one of the roles um, that we're called to is create platform for uh, people to launch things off of um, yeah. and to be able to express what God's doing in their world and in their life. And um, we we all were in agreement. We were all very excited to have you on because, man, you are, I, I feel like you're, um, you're just warming up um, in the, in the batter's box and you're, you know, you've already, you've already, you know, had a double and a triple and now, now here comes the home run. I feel like you're just, you're just warming up for a great game. Yeah. Um, and, um, you've been just doing some amazing stuff, um, out there. So, um, Man. yeah, you, we're so happy to have you with us. Amen. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> my little, <laughs> my little sports analogy. There you go. Um, I will take it. <laughs> um, I wanted to um, start off and, and just have you share a little bit of your history, um, kind of um, your background, introduce yourself to the people who don't know you, um, and um, tell them a little bit about yourself, what what things that they might be interested in or need to know. Sure. Um, so my uh, my middle name is Paul, and that's totally my testimony. I have a, I have a delivered from religion testimony. Come on, um, let's go. <laughs> I grew up in, uh, you know, very like conservative denominational background, all of that kind of thing. And, um, but, uh, I mean, baptized young, came to Jesus young, can't really remember a day that I wasn't saved in my life kind of thing, you know, and always wanted to be the good church boy. You always wanted me on my, on your like Bible trivia teams, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> but, but at the same time I'd go to my sports practices and I'd be correcting all my non-Christian friends for all the, the morality things, you know, like I was, I was always quick shaking a finger at whatever was going on. Um, but dealing with all my own stuff that I didn't want to be stuck in. And, um, and, and so really my journey has been, one of just learning how good God really is, yeah. how how near he is, and how um, the more I just receive his nearness, the the easier it is to be like him. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the more I can give up trying really hard to just follow all these rules. Um, and uh, so it, it's been it's been an amazing journey of just just learning that I, I get to be a son to a mm-hmm. really amazing father. 
Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's, yeah. That's awesome. So when would you say was like the first time that you were, uh, uh, when you really encountered the love of God in a kind of a transformational way that, that made everything kind of flip for you? Um, I don't know. I guess it probably went in stages, honestly. Sure. I mean, the biggest yeah. one that first really comes to mind, uh, I, I'd have never had the, the language for it because I was like a good evangelical free boy with a Southern Baptist background. Yeah, um, I didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but um, <laughs> Not not as a separate experience, but it, I'm sure it's when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But it it was uh, it was a period when I was in eighth grade and um, had all kinds of junk in my life, even though I was the good church kid too. Right. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it was like the Lord would just was just out of reach. I could feel His presence just that far away, and the distance was torture. It was so painful. Um, but I knew the issue was he wanted to be Lord, not just savior. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I like being in charge. <laughs> so, um, so it took a little while, but, wow. um, yeah, I mean, one, it was at a youth conference and once it got settled, he just like, he came on me and, um, it was after that, I started noticing my hands going doing this in worship times. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, but I couldn't keep them down. <laughs> and, uh, how, how old were you? Uh, that was eighth grade. Okay. All right. So yeah. 15, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I did start having like supernatural experiences, but a lot of it was like spiritual warfare and seeing demons and whatever weird stuff like that. But yeah. um, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's really, pretty. Really, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that that is, that is one of those moments. Like I know for so many people that the first time they really felt immersed in the love of the father is when they got baptized in the Holy spirit. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think that's why it's so critical um, yeah. to pursue and get after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so now uh, you're married. How long have you been married? Been married uh, just over 14 years. It's just had our anniversary in December. So come on, congratulations. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, your, uh, how you met your wife and, and all of that stuff. I, I, I've, I love the story. So, uh, my wife, her name's Amy and we met each other at uh, a church plant we were helping with. Um, the, the aim of the church was to be a 24 seven house of prayer. And we met in the prayer room. Um, I was one of the interns, so I was okay. tasked with midnight to 6 a.m. Uh -huh. <laughs> and she, that's, uh, a great time to, that's a great time to pursue Jesus in your Jesus. And, um, and she was, uh, working at a coffee shop, she's a morning person. So she'd come in four to six and we'd pray, we'd pray together. And God just did something different when we would mm -hmm. pray with each other than when we prayed for other, with other people. Um, and I had had a word of the Lord in college, um, it was part of a prayer movement in, in college. And I'd had a word of the Lord to be praying that God would bring me my wife like every day. Wow. And so I'd been praying for two years that God would bring a wife to me. And, um, and, uh, and so the Lord's doing this thing with Amy and me, but, um, I, uh, I'd heard that she basically had told the Lord, like, I won't date anybody unless he's my husband. And so, um, so I thought that if I asked for a date, like that was immediately putting the relationship and all possibilities like to death, I, it would be done if wow. I asked for a date. So I thought I just needed to propose. Um, 
So uh, there was one morning she came in to pray and, and I was just like, hey, before you go, can we talk? And um, and prayer time went long, whatever. God showed up. It was really amazing. Um, and uh, and she like had her coat on. She was just about to leave. And then she catches my eye and she's like, oh, that's right. You wanted to talk. So we go into a back room and I'm hemming and hawing like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, well, really, I just I just, uh, I just wanted you to pray about something with me for me you know and she's like sure let's sit down so we grab a seat and um whatever I, i'm like hey would you pray about marriage <laughs> with me <laughs> and she's like sure we pray we pray whatever and uh uh like amen <laughs> and she says i'm so i'm free next weekend how about you like does that work for you um and we were married six weeks later <laughs> yeah so, what yeah yeah come on that's so, the testimony uh, of the lord right there it, yeah very much uh, um yeah you know i i wonder you know how often um people miss out on what the lord's doing because they just don't pray yeah right you know yeah, i mean yeah. it's, a, it's a simple thing but yet yeah. you know to say hey pray about pray about this yeah. you know so that's good that's good god moving so yes. now now you guys have been married 14 years yeah. um when you look back over those 14 years give us some of the biggest highlights of marriage for you um and and and, and for people watching i'm putting nathaniel on the spot with some of these questions so yeah know, well yeah. i mean biggest highlights in terms of things that kind of have been like success points or just it's up to you well, um, well I mean, just in terms watch, of, watch. <laughs> just in terms of, of highlights of experience, um, I, we've got five kids. Um, and I mean, the, it, all of those, um, I, probably more highlights for me in the birth process than for Amy, but, um, but they're so, I mean, super incredible highlights. I, I, I loved having, having our kids and still do. Um, and, um, but other experience highlights, Amy had this incredible job that every year would take the employees to some uh, like radical destination around the world to do like the, the year company meetings. And so like that took us to Ireland and Mexico and uh, just, I don't know. Those, so those kinds of trips that we've done, we've been to Germany on mission trips a couple of times, um, those things, planting our church together. Um, uh, you know, just, and, and in all of those like exclamation point moments, um, yeah. at the same time, really what makes even those as beautiful as they are is the, the beauty that we've found how to have every day. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, and a lot of that is, uh, I mean, we're, we're such different people. Um, but, but the Lord really surrounded us with some good training on communication and, um, good. and, and, I mean, honestly, I do a lot of premarital counseling, fair bit of premarital counseling anyway. And, and I, I've started telling people, like, if you are absolutely committed, you're both following Jesus, like you're both following Jesus and you're both totally committed to each other. As long as you can communicate, you're going to be fine. Like, yeah. doesn't mean you yeah. won't have bumps. It doesn't mean you won't have problems. Don't, don't what doesn't mean you won't have things to get through. But that commitment to Jesus first, to each other second, and the ability to communicate to each other um, will get you through anything. Yep. 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 And I mean, it, it really is like it's as simple as that. And there's yeah. little things of 
being able to pursue intimacy and win, continue winning somebody's heart and, and trust and vulnerability. There's, we could be here all day um, right. talking through relational things, yep. but, um, yep. but yeah. Yep. That's, that's great. That's great. So tell, tell us, tell us about fatherhood. You know, you, you mentioned that the, those five, those five births were some of the major highlights, but there's so many yeah. highlights uh, that we can attribute to being a father. Yeah. And, uh, and you've got a real, um, I'll just tell a brief story. Uh, we were in LaBarge, Wyoming and um, um, it was, it was, you know, the Lord's moving, there's ministry happening people are wrecked everywhere laying on the floor yeah yeah you know and, bomb went off. and we're you know i know uh, mika was just laying there resting and you came and you put her hand on her shoulder and and she said what is that she was like what and it was that like she had never experienced that love of the father flow through her than when you laid hands on her and she's like i don't ever want this to stop you know like it was so it was so good um so you know you have something on your life specifically around fatherhood that the lord has, has given you and so tell us a little bit about your tell us about your kids tell us a little bit about fatherhood and um, then we'll we'll dive into some of the other stuff yeah the um the whole thing on fatherhood you know um part of that being a, a kid and a teenager trying to be the best church boy, whatever. Like, I, I mean, I did have an active pursuit of the Lord and there was one night I was praying. Um, I remember being by the side of my bed, I was praying and I don't remember what I was praying about, but all of a sudden, you know, there's the analogy of talking about your heart as a home. Mm. It was like, all of a sudden the Lord built an addition on the home and moved wow. a family in just like that. And, and it was this instantaneous work where all of a sudden I had love for a wife and kids that I, that didn't think I, I didn't have yet, you know? <laughs> um, and, um, and so, I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, that's when I became a dad <laughs> and, and a lot of the wounds that I had growing up were dad wounds. And so a lot of the inner healing that I've gone through has been around fatherhood and, and then learning about who God is as a father. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I had this encounter with the Lord shortly after Amy and I were married, where I was just laying in bed one night. We were just going to bed. Um, just it, it was summertime, so it's still like totally light out in my in my room. But I'm laying there staring at the ceiling, and I see something just like shoot through the ceiling and and just jump inside me. And immediately before I could like react in any way, what whatever, you know, like what is this, you know? I heard the voice of the Lord so loudly inside of me. It was the, the loudest, uh, some of, almost the loudest I've ever heard him, um, not audibly, but just inside. He said, the whole farm is yours. And all this stuff started exploding in me. And I knew it was all tied to the parable, parable of the prodigal son, um, wow. where he goes to the older brother at the end and says, son, you're always with me and all that is yours. And it was this just exploding revelation that like, like, it, it, I mean, there's a whole lot more to this, but the very bottom line, the nutshell of this is, um, you know, the older brother had good character, but the younger brother actually knew who he was. He knew mm -hmm. he was a son. And, and there's this call, this invitation on us as God's kids to walk in the identity of the younger brother 
to have access to all that God has for us mm-hmm. and the character of the older brother where the father says it was fitting for us to do this for him. Like he's mm-hmm. teaching him, this is mm-hmm. what is right to do with right. what's available to you. Yes. But it's all yeah. just walking with him and he, and, and like, and there's no pressure. Like, um, mm. I don't know, this is, this is kind of it. getting a little bit deeper or whatever, but like, this is Let's actually there, what man. God designed us for just from the forward. beginning. Um, from the beginning, God gave us two trees Mm-hmm. And we see that when the tree of the knowledge of good and evil actually created this whole system, we're mm-hmm. all still living under in the world, right? Like it led the whole world into sin, right? Mm-hmm. So it, I think, why wouldn't the tree of life have done the same thing? Um, but I, I, I was, I was hunting one day <laughs> and, and just getting ready for it. It's like four in the morning. And the Lord asked me this question. He said, what, like, what ways could Adam have sinned in the garden? And, you know, the only answer I could come up with, and I'm like scared to even answer it, is by eating from the tree. Right. <laughs> he told him not did. to eat from. But he did, and, yeah. And, and he trapped me. He's like, well, what if he'd done something else that you know now to be sin? Like, what if he'd stolen something? What if he'd lied? What if he'd you know, broken one of the 10 commandments, but it wasn't, God hadn't given him any instructions. He's like, would that have caused the fall? Like it would have been sin, but would it have had the same impact? And I can't see why it would, you know, it just would have been, instead of being like this sin that brings so much shame and like this separation from God, because, because that's what Adam did. As soon as he sinned, he hid. It would have been, hey, son, that's not like what I would do. Let me show you a better way. Right. And it's just a mistake. And you learn from it by walking with the father. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's like, that's oh, really man, good. not this pressure to be perfect, not this pressure to perform or earn my place with my with God. Like, it's just me and my daddy. And we do life together. And, yeah. and I mess up sometimes and he corrects me. Mm-hmm. but the very act of him correcting me actually gives me grace to change. Correct. Um, yeah. yeah. So well, that's, that's a really interesting thought. And I wonder about the, the reality of um, disobeying the word of the Lord, right. Versus learning. Yeah. They're two different things. Right. Right. You know, and, and of course, you know, I think you're, you know, referencing Hebrew Hebrews, right? Yeah. It just talks about, hey, the Lord, the Lord chastens those sons that he loves, you know. And in fact, if you're not chastened, you're not a son, <laughs> you know, like, oh, hello. Uh, you know, and I and I and I think that the the you know, obviously we know that that God is training us in righteousness all the time. That's one of the biggest things that that um, I know I try to really hammer home with so many uh, people that come out of religion uh, is that the correction of the father is not that he's disappointed with you or punishing you or angry with you or upset at you or that, you know, it's actually because he loves you. He wants you to not experience the pain of that thing again. And it's, it's hard for us to grab that. Yeah. Yeah. I say a lot of times it's not like God was just sitting there in heaven and like blindfolded through a dart, a, a list of things and like just kind of randomly picked a bunch of things that, that he would call wrong. You know, it's not like, well, let's just spin the wheel and see what's the next up on the, you know, we'll yeah. pick that the 10 commandments that way. Like that's hilarious. 
um, yeah. you know, it, yeah. one of the, the, the key steps in, in the journey that the Lord took me on in this was realizing that the 10 commandments are actually 10 descriptions of his character. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he says, he says, don't commit murder because he gives life. He says, don't, uh, don't, uh, like covet because he's enough, you know, don't commit adultery because he's faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it all so actually is an invitation to know him, uh-huh. not just to punish, be restrained, to punish yourself or yeah, it's yeah. That's so good. That is so yeah. good. Hmm. So now, now you do a, um, a little thing and, and you can, um, tell people a little bit more, more about it, but tell us about coffee with dad. Yeah. Coffee with Dad started because basically um, I was honestly just looking for an outlet for like, hey, I'm just going to pop on here and I'm going to kind of process stuff I'm thinking about, you know, and I I figure it's going to benefit people along the way. Um, And uh, and just I mean, like you're saying, like there's so much that the Lord really is. If you had to sum me up in in a word, I'd say I'm a dad. It's just that's the work the Lord's done in me and who he's made me to be. Um, and, uh, and so a lot of it is, is dad talk. It's mm-hmm. encouragement. It's, I believe in you. It's you're amazing. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's tips for life. Uh, you know, um, sometimes I'll talk about, uh, you know, current events if they're, they're kind of pressing and, and just, uh, but it, I mean, it's basically like, Hey, what do I do when I sit down with my kids? What do I help I, yeah. talk to them about? How, yeah. how do I help shape values for them? How do I help them love themselves well? Yeah, you know, that's good. Um, yeah. and because um, I mean, one of our core values for us in discipline and training is that it, that the point of it is that they would believe our words. Mm. And, and it's not so that we can boss them around. It's so that when their heart's hurting, we can actually help them, mm-hmm. you know? That yeah. our voice will speak louder than whatever emotion they're experiencing in the moment. Oh boy, um, that's good. And, and so, it, like, that's the point of of help of helping restrain them to our words. Mm. <laughs> it isn't to control them; it's actually yep. to empower them because, yep. um, and, and they can only be launched to the degree that they'll honor the words that that mm-hmm. we have for them. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, um, so coffee with dad is, is kind of an overflow of that. It's awesome. okay. If I'm sitting down with my kids, this is what I would talk about just to love on them, uh-huh. to get them believing in themselves, to get them to take yeah. limitations off of themselves. That's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's good. It's encouraging. You know, that's one of the things that I, I, I enjoy, you know, when I watch those, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's real life. You know, that's like, yes. oh, that's, yeah, that's relatable. It's not like you're coming from some ivory tower of knowledge and let me expand to you the proper ways to, you know, it's just this just real basic, you know, in the sense of like, it's simple and yet yeah. it's relevant and it's so helpful. So uh, yeah. we say hi to Dave Champion. Dave, hey, hello. Dave. always good to see you. Uh, he says coffee with dad, big smile. Right. Uh, Yep. So, um, and feel free, everybody, if you're watching, if you have a question for Nathaniel, you want to, uh, comment, you have a comment, whatever, just throw it in the chat. 
uh, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, we, we simulcast in both places. So um, some people don't like the video options on Facebook because they can't replay it two times as fast to get through their podcasts faster. So, uh, you know, you feel free to uh, do that on YouTube. You can't do that live. Sorry, we will not talk twice as fast live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be fun um, and, and confusing. Um, yes. So. So yeah, we loved uh, we love that coffee with dad. Now you and your wife actually have a have a tremendous. Oh, yes, come on, Amy, sure. keeping it keeping it real. Sorry. Sorry. This is this is my my help helper administrative wife. I did actually come think on. of that. I was like, oh, I didn't say where they can find me. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll they can, you guys can hear coffee with dad. Um, I just do it on my Facebook page. Um, we, we need to get it up on YouTube, but, um, you know, we, we pastor a church and we have like several other jobs and we homeschool five kids. So someday we'll get it on YouTube as well. It'll, it'll, it's on the list. Um, but, so, uh, so anybody watching this, um, is your friend your, request me on Facebook. Okay. Friend request on Facebook. Yep. Okay. And then so, awesome. As soon as he hits 5,000, he'll become a public figure and, uh, right. you just, just have to like it. Yes. So, yeah. Soon on his way. All right. So, um, um, tell us, uh, hi, Amy. It's so, so glad you're watching. I don't Yay. want to like saying hello to the amazing Amy White. What I was um, going to say, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad I stole that from you. That feels good. <laughs> um, so you, you and Amy both, um, uh, have put together some courses and some classes that you've done. Um, I'll tell you, Meek and I learned so much from you guys, and we are so blessed, um, you know, by some of the live streams that you've done. Oh, hi, hello, Amy, good to see you. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, we are so we've been so blessed, and they were so helpful for us dealing uh, specifically around sexuality and some of the different things that you guys um, really have have taught and pressed into. So, tell us a little bit about the things that you and Amy have done class wise. Um, you know, in that regard. Um, so. Uh, we have we have a lot of notes that we have not ever actually put into classes yet. Um, but the one that we fully have up and available, um, you can still purchase access to it through our website, um, mm -hmm. thehomemadefamily.com, um, is uh, how to talk to your kids about sex and sexuality. Um, in that premarital counseling we've, we've that I've done, um, we've just always made a point of having one of the nights that I meet with a couple be, I meet with the guy and Amy meets with the, the girl and we talk to him about sex. And um, we have had couples specifically thank us specifically for that, that we have had couples do all the rest of their counseling with somebody else and come to us specifically for that. We've had parents come to us tearfully thanking us for talking to their adult children about sex in a way that that, that they hadn't been equipped to um, talk to their, their wow. kids about it. Um, but, you know, when, especially in a culture where the, the average age of exposure to pornography keeps getting younger and younger, and yeah. it's now around nine or 10 years old um, yeah. is the average first exposure to pornography. When in a lot of states, um, the mandated sex education is getting younger and younger, even to the ages of kindergarten. Yep. Um, and, and it's not the basic birds and the bees. It's a lot of, um, 
it's cultural. It's cultural. Yeah. I mean, like it's curriculum written by Planned Parenthood to try to stir up future business for Planned Parenthood. Um, Because that's good business model. (laughs) Um, Doesn't make it good for your culture, but it makes it good for their bottom line. But, um, but these are things that, that there's a principle called first mention where, where whatever, who, whoever speaks to our kids about something first becomes the authority on that in their life. And so we want to be the ones um, speaking to our kids about it first. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and we did a whole class on how to do that. And in fact, there's a free resource. I think it's a free resource. It's part of that. It's like a 20 page uh, booklet on conversations at what age appropriate level you we recommend so having them. It is so um, good. I cannot recommend that, that enough. I really yep. can't recommend it enough for parents of, of children of any age. Um, and and I, I, I really believe that there's um, that part of what is happening in the world right now and what's coming is an absolute awakening to righteousness. Yes. Um, and that awakening is because of the desperation that so many people feel without it. And yeah. so, and I, I do believe that uh, there is going to be a mass exodus from the culture of this world to the culture of the King. Um, and, um, and it will be done in love and, and yeah. done with the right heart but done in such a way that people will be able to embrace healthy sexuality again. Uh, we'll be able to talk freely about it. We'll be able to talk yeah. in, in, in the realm of family. Uh, we'll yeah. be able to have great conversations and there will be no shame, no guilt, everything the enemy has tried to tie to sexuality, right. all that's going to get removed. Um, so I, that's what I believe is going to be yeah. happening on a really high level. I think you guys are spearheading some of that. Yeah. And actually, I'll just, I just want to say this, Nathaniel, I, I believe that you and Amy are spearheading family into the nations. Yeah, amen. And, and that spearheading is not just about, wow, I just feel the presence of the Lord on yep. that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not just about your family or even the community that you're working in, in Minnesota. The, the reality is that you and Amy are called to spearhead family dynamics that release the kingdom of heaven and rebuild the nation because the nation will yeah. only be rebuilt through family. And so um, yes. we, we, we will um, continue to pray. In fact, I, I, the Lord just prompted me, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on our intercessors lists uh, to Fine. just be praying uh-huh. over you guys, because um, whenever you get an international call, there's a different level of warfare you've got to work through um, to, you know, it's just, I, I, I just remember Daniel um, dealing with uh, the Prince of Persia and all that business. Like there's, there's some bigger warfare that has to happen in order to get that breakthrough. Um, yeah. But yet, you know, God's already opened the door for you to do some, he's going to increase, continue to increase your platform. Um, and I think the Lord's already seeing that happen. Right. You're already, yeah. you're seeing it happen in real time. Yeah. So I just released yeah. that word over you guys and um, excited about that. So, yeah. And if I can tease just a little bit about that class. Um, Come on, Debbie, I'm in agreement with you on yeah. this. Come on. Fire crown fire. fire. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, if I can tease just a little bit about that class of just yeah. kind of saying yeah. how it's different. Um, uh-huh. Basically it, it's, you know, God actually said this twice in scripture um, is that, you know, 
that he created marriage to be this place where man and woman come together as one. And what he said about that in the New Testament is that that is the single one and only picture we have of Jesus and the church. And so you wonder why sex and sexuality ends up getting so attacked and so many lies spread in that area is because the potential impact of healthy marriage and healthy relationships inside of marriage is actually the revelation of Jesus and the church that shows us something about God we'd never see outside of healthy sex. Wow. Like, so it's, it's not about just righteousness and following rules again, like there's reasons for this, that there's actually life in this. I don't just mean procreation. Um, There's actually life in in healthy sexuality. Yeah. Come on. That is so good. That is so good. Um, well, let's move, let's move, let's take the next 20 minutes yes. or so, because I got you for an hour. I think I got you for an hour. Uh, let's, yeah. let's, yeah, let's take some time. And I want to talk about what you're doing um, and tell us about the birth of this book that you wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the first book you wrote, nope. right? You wrote another book. Okay. What's the first book you wrote? First book I wrote is a novel called Nobility. Okay. Um, coming of age story. Basically, a 13-year-old boy turns 13 and all of a sudden starts having crazy dreams and visions that take him into a world more real than his own and uh, and absolutely transform who he is and empower him to start transforming the world around him. Come on, so good. And and um, you actually have a background in writing. Yep. So, so tell us a little bit about your background in that in that realm. I just I, we're doing a really big buildup. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, my background in writing uh, was I was homeschooled for eight years, didn't realize that that trained me for a career in writing. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I had a friend who started pulling me into some projects. Uh, he had favor with people like James Gall and Ed Silvoso and um, Patricia King's ministry and some of those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, and and he'd just give me overflow from what he was doing. Um, and so, I mean, I've I've spent the last probably 13, 14 years doing ghostwriting and editing for a lot of those kinds of people. Um, I've worked with Darren Wilson and James Gall and um, uh, John Bevere, a um, lot, of, lot of people, um, the Passion Translation, um, uh-huh. some of those kinds of things. Um, but in the process, I learned a lot about writing a book. And so um, the Lord started putting it on my heart first to write this nobility book, mm-hmm. but um, it's actually right around this time, 12 years ago, I was teaching my very first identity class mm-hmm. and I mean, fatherhood identity, they, they go hand in hand. Come on, amen. Um, yeah. And uh, cause, cause fathers are where we get our name from. Yeah. That's, you know, um, yep. it's, it all goes back to the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. It Come all on. goes back to the father um, and identity. And, uh, and so I ended up writing a book called become you, which, looks like this um make sure i had a copy handy to that's good that's smart smart. um so become you was like a 12-year journey and most of it was coming out of uh just these encounters that i'd have with the lord where he's pulling religion out of me and pulling obligation and rule following and shame and um I mean, actually, at the, the writers' conference that I went to at Bethel, you, probably again ten or twelve years ago, 
Um, uh, I, they did a fire tunnel at the end and I was wrecked on the floor and like Jesus came and literally like pulled shame out of me Ooh. and I felt it leave and he planted this seed of life in its place. Um, you know, part of the encounter was, uh, was, uh, during a session that Heidi Baker was leading and again, just total heart surgery. Wow. Um, some of it's just straight out of my own devotional life of the Lord opening up a passage. Um, uh -huh. Um, or asking a question like, hey, how could Adam have sinned? You know, like, um, and just making me making me go back to what I'd been taught of what God actually wants from us. Wow. And, you know, because I, I, all I'd ever been taught was like, obey, 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 you know, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And it's not that that isn't true. Right. Um, but even going back to what you said about discipline, like, mm -hmm. I was reading through the book of Deuteronomy one time, got to chapter eight and it wrecked me because he actually tells us what his discipline is. Do you know that God said his discipline of Israel in of Israel in the wilderness wasn't like the fiery serpents or the ground opening up and swallowing people or the death of an entire generation. That wasn't his discipline. The manna was like, yeah. because, and he said, and the whole point of it was that they would trust what he said, that they would live not by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And yeah. you see the point of it, because the generation that didn't receive discipline didn't believe the word. When God said that land is yours and I'm going to give it to you, they didn't believe him and they couldn't inherit it. They didn't have yeah. faith. Wow. But the generation that had been disciplined became sons of God and believed him when he said that land belongs to yours and they got to take the promise. <laughs> so good. That's what the discipline yeah. of God is about. It's about purpose Amen. and destiny and our future. Yep. It's not about punishing for past sins. So and, good. And so it's it's mindset shifts like that. It's like, oh my gosh, well, now I can actually trust God. Or uh, or what about like there was this radical revelation out of Philippians 2 when I saw um, I mean it's a famous passage of like it's a Jesus humbled himself so he was most exalted so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then this, this crazy, awesome, incredible moment where everybody's it, like literally everybody it, from all creation, every realm, all time, everybody is focused on Jesus, the son. It says that is to the glory of God, the father. And so it's like when when nobody's paying attention to the father and everybody's paying attention to the son and the son is so far surpassed the father yeah. that's mm. what makes the father glorified and it's like it's not even about him like he actually cares mm. about you and me and and anyway it's all these these mindset changes that so are they've been in scripture the whole time it's all rooted in scripture but it yeah, completely changes the way we see jesus completely mm -hmm. changes the way we see God and it breaks down the barriers that actually keep yeah. us from him. So we yeah. can just have what we've been told our whole lives. If we grew up in church, we were told our whole lives we're supposed to have, which is a relationship with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, when you, when you consider some of these revelations, right, you consider some of these revelations that God's dropped on you um, over the years that, that, you know, lays a foundation for uh, a way of viewing the world, a way of viewing yourself. Yeah. Um, when you look at the impact of those revelations, what would you say are some of the impacts that have been most profound for you as the Lord has laid those foundations? 
um, well, I mean, when I was, when I was growing up under the religion, like mm -hmm. I was constantly in a cycle of beating myself up wow. and every now and then I'd experience the euphoria of like, mm -hmm. no, God forgives me so I can forgive myself. And I'd get this blank slate until the next time I screwed up. And I'd go back to the cycle of, of beating too. myself up. Too. Totally. But totally. then one of these things was first John three says, and when our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so like John, the beloved apostle, what? the disciple Jesus loved, oh, the one God. that would like recline on Jesus breast, his heart still condemned him sometimes. Wow. Wow. And like, I don't feel alone anymore. I don't feel like, okay, yep. But God's still greater and he knows everything. Mm. And, um, and so like, it just, okay. things like that, it's just like, okay, I, yeah. I let go of beating myself up Yeah. now. Here's the thing. This is in first John four, um, just the, the next chapter later, but, um, I, I'll, I'll do two passages that, that were the major shifts yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay. One was this first, uh, first John four. Um, and it says, uh, like, okay, so it's more famous as John 15. I think it is where Jesus is saying abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Right. And I read that and it feels like all the weight and, and pressure of abiding is on me. And uh, how do I know when I am abiding? What's the metric I measure abiding by? Like, how do I, how do I know, you know? And so I'm always in this place of lack, always in this place of not good enough and uh, always in this place of trying to earn something better with Jesus, you know? Well, in first John four, it says that when we confess Jesus as the son of God, right. then God abides in us and mm -hmm. we in God. Right. Oh, you mean like all that abiding? It just, it started happening as soon as I confessed Jesus was the son of God. And all I have to do is actually receive that. And later on in that same, that same context, it says, so love is perfected in us. Like by this love is perfected with us. Like, right. oh, and oh, by the way, love is all God actually requires of us. You know, it's the greatest commandment. You know, it sums up everything else he asks of us. So like just simply sitting in that place of like, I live in God, God lives in me and just letting that wash over me. Mm. And, and in the, it gets better because the same passage, it says God is love. So I live in love and God lives in me and love lives in me. Like it just, you just wash yourself in it. Come over on. and over and over and like oh by this by what by trying hard by perf by performing by working really you know like no just by believing it yep yep and so this and is the it, basics this is the basic of identity yeah yeah I mean, that's, you're that's a the, son you like, are a like, child of god yes so i think that that word that you just gave so clearly about abiding I think that's the call for the church right now to stop fretting. That's good. To stop, stop living in anxiety and fear. You know, my, my good friend, Peter says in order, in order to, to experience anxiety, you have to have a different idol. Wow. <laughs> that's what the Lord told him. Lord it's told him true. Yeah. It's true. You know, you got to have a different idol in order to experience anxiety. Wow. Uh, I'm like, uh, you know, like, yeah. 
Thanks a lot. But we, we, this is, this is such a good point because the love of the father is abiding in us just because we believe. Yes. Just, just because we believe he already did all the work for us. We believe and now we abide. And so if we come back to the simplicity of that, I imagine that the church will gain influence in the culture. Right. Well, because we we don't have it right now. Right. But we will. (laughs) And how much is this accessible to like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I am a pastor, but part of my huge passion and heart is like, like, guys, the only reason I'm standing behind a pulpit is because that's who God said I'm supposed to be and what I, what he said I'm supposed to do. But like, that doesn't make me any more special or significant or powerful in the kingdom of God than anybody who goes to other work every day. That's right. And so it's, you know, how much different does it make your influence around you if you go as a loved son or as a loved daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you already know you, you, you already know you've arrived. Mm-hmm. Jesus made you arrive. Mm-hmm. You're already seated with Christ in heavenly places, far mm-hmm. above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that's named. Like you're, you're already there. Mm-hmm. He, he did it. Yeah. And, and so it's just as we receive it, all of a sudden we start bringing the atmosphere of heaven with us and it starts shifting things around us and it changes the way we have conversations. It changes the look in our eyes. I've got a a friend who just in the last year, he's gone out of uh, being addicted, like alcoholic to getting radically saved. And, and, uh, and it it got to the place where he's got a parole officer and the parole officer's like, I'm not worried about you. Like I look at you now and you don't look like the guy I have a a picture of in my, in, in your folder. Like (laughs) we look that different. It's two different guys. That's so great. Non-Christian parole officer saying, I see the change in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so good. And, um, yeah, that's, that's Mm. the, that's the effect of love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us more about your book. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your book online for people yep. who uh, might not be aware. Yep. So um, again, the book's called Become You. Show us. Um, come on. Come on. Put it up yep. there. Come on. The yep. book is called Become You. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it, it all flows out of the very first thing God said about you and me, which uh-huh. is let us make man in our image after mm-hmm. our likeness. Mm-hmm. And it's this realization that that every interaction God has with us is working towards that end goal of conforming us to his image of making us like him. Yeah. And um, in fact, it, it says it four times in the new Testament too. Um, but uh, so it's not just Genesis and then God forgot, <laughs> like it's actually all through <laughs> scripture, <laughs> you know? Um, I know we don't, we would never say that we do that, but how many times do we do that in practice anyway? You know, like, we're like, Oh God must've forgot. Like, no, he didn't. <laughs> it's been his purpose ever since. And, um, and so um, it, it's just, most of the book is mindsets, mindset shifts of, of uh, how to just basically give yourself permission, honestly, as much as anything else, give yourself permission to believe that God might actually think that those, that level of awesomeness about you. Um, and uh, yeah, cause he does, he believes yeah. that level of awesomeness about you. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, um, one of the things I say in the book is basically like, if God says you're big, it's arrogance to stay small. Humility is just agreeing with God. Yes. Um, 
And so if God is the one who says he made you to be like him, and we're the ones who are like, I don't know, that feels a little uppity. The problem's not with God on that. You know, he's, yeah. he's right. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. suggest he's right. Yeah. So, um, so right now I'm doing a Facebook group, taking people through the book. It's, it's a read and discuss with the author. Um, so Monday nights I'm on at 7 PM central time from, from 7 to 8 PM central time. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and we're just reading a chapter a night. We pause as we go through and just, you know, where there's kind of an appropriate stopping place. We pause, we discuss a little, move uh -huh. on and, uh, -huh. uh and it's good. And then there's posts throughout the week based coming out of the chapter that we okay. read just to keep enforcing it and little nuggets and questions to help you process the information all of those kinds of things. Um, and it's free. The whole thing is free. You just got to yeah. search for become you read and discuss with the author. That's the group name. Um, ask to be asked to get in. Uh, I'll let you in. And, um, it's a public group, so you'll be able to search for it, find it on Facebook, become you, read and discuss with the author, um, again, Monday nights. But the videos are up, so like you can catch up from all the past ones we've done. Um, I think we're getting into Chapter 6 this week, so we're almost but not quite halfway through. Um, but plenty of room, plenty of room awesome. for anybody who wants to join. That is awesome. I'm just going to put that up there, become you, read and discuss with the author. Um, and then the website, um, um, again, is thehomemadefamily.com, yep. right? And that, you can actually order the book there, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and so as we, actually, I'll just leave that up there for a little bit so people can make sure they get it. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I think is so critical in this season, you know, I mean, we've had a lot of years and a lot of people talking about identity. You know, yeah. we've, had a, we've had a lot of books, we've had a lot of seminars, a lot of things. And, and um, what would you say to somebody who's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen all that. Da, da, da. What, what would you say is a little different in the sense of, obviously we've talked about a lot of things that, you know, like we've had a great conversation, but, but, you know, for somebody who's like, oh yeah, another book on identity. What, what do you say to that? Um, well, I, I'd kind of add to it. We've had a lot of books on identity and a lot of books on fatherhood, you know, whether you're talking uh -huh. like supernatural right. ways of royalty or you're talking Jack Frost or yeah, whatever it is. Um, Life-changing books totally life-changing books totally yeah. rocked my world but what i would say the biggest thing is is um we've had a lot of books that have um broken down like like jack frost and things like that it, it's really good for helping us overcome negative father images and mm -hmm. things like that um but um but i don't know so much about like the negative self images because here's the thing, um, mm. here's the thing, how you see God is who you'll become because first Corinthians three eighteen says that as you see him, as you see Jesus, you are transformed into his image, into his likeness from glory to glory. So it is a process, but it's as you see him. And so it, mm. it really is like, we have to see God clearly but then we have to let that change how we see ourselves. And so it, it's, it really is a difference. Like you can go through 
all the other books on identity. You can go through all the other books on fatherhood and you can still end up just being a servant in the kingdom because you didn't let yourself become a son or a daughter. Um, He's your daddy. He's, he's, you know, he's good. It helps change the way you see him. Um, and maybe that helps you live supernaturally and all of these other wonderful things. They're good things. They're necessary things. But, um, but I don't know if, uh, the, if they go that extra step of really helping us embrace who, who we really are. It's, it's like they're God identity books, but not necessarily, um, us identity. And I think I think we could say that all of the goal of all of those is so that we would become like Jesus, right? Oh, like, so yeah. we're not, like nobody's saying like, oh yeah, they don't watch it. You know, they just you know, like none of no, that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm building. Case. But I'd like to think saying, I'm building on their shoulders. That's right. That's what I was just gonna say. This is like that. Like, oh man, there's this other place that God wants to take us in our identity, yeah. and it's something that the Lord has actually prepared the body of Christ for. So one of the things I look at is like preparation is understanding who the father is. Well, like we need to experience the father's embrace. We need to move from a place of slavery to sonship. We need to understand the supernatural ways of royalty. And yet even, even in our identity as sons, I will say the, my biggest gripe (laughs) in the body of Christ is entitled sons because you don't see yourself clearly. So you, you now carry an entitlement as a yeah. son and that's not yeah. humility that's not the father's right. heart and that's yeah. a whole different okay yeah we yeah and and we still need to see the father better and we need to learn how to embrace it better right because we don't yeah. see it fully so that's awesome right. the become you um book is amazing um i i want to give you a chance because i feel like there you um carry some very unique amazing things um that we need to receive so I, I would love for you to give an impartation and pray, uh, release whatever the Lord puts in your heart to release on the viewers today. Those people who've logged in here, we've had great viewership today. Um, just been, I've just been watching the numbers and just like, wow, you know, people are really tuned in, uh, which is great. Um, and so will you, will you release, you know, whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart to release? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whew, so one of those encounters I mentioned earlier um, was this encounter as Heidi Baker was ministering. And it was just this amazing moment. It's like a room with a thousand people, but it felt like she's ministering one-on-one to all of us. <laughs> and, and it was just the Lord working and, and the Lord, um, he, he was just showing me things, just it, this vision inside of me that eventually got to my heart. And it did a whole bunch with my heart, but it left me in this place where I could see like this gateway that was all, it was ringed with fire, ringed with fire and this whole world inside and this river of fire that flowed out of that. And, um, and I could see that the river of fire um, that flowed out of my heart was flowing in my heart, through my heart to the throne of God where it started. Does that make sense? So like, um, and, and and fire through scripture oftentimes is a picture of is is God's love. Like many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. Song of Solomon says. Come on. And so this this fire of God's love. Um, and and in this vision, I stood at this gateway, looking out from my heart, out into the darkness that was out there, and 
and the light of the door would just highlight somebody. Like all of a sudden I realized that the darkness was full of people that I couldn't see until the light of God's love highlighted them. And, um, and so I just, I, I want to release that over, mm. over each, each person watching this now or later on. Um, so father God, I just, I invite you to come in your Holy spirit and to rest on each person watching this. And if you're watching this, um, just do your best to like get into a posture of receiving. Mm. If you're, if you're driving, listening to this, maybe you want to pull over, <laughs> um, whatever it is, but just kind of put yourself in that posture of receiving, um, you know, like it, 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 uh, a hug while you're moving just turns into a tackle. <laughs> so like, just, just try to slow down. Mm. So Jesus, um, Father God, would you come and rest on each person who's listening to this, who's watching this. God, let that, that river of your love flow from your heart right into theirs. Mm -hmm. And God, I just declare the, the moving of your love on their heart to massage any, any places that are hard or stony, mm -hmm. um, not from like a rebellion or from a, a lack of repentance or whatever, but just, just from not knowing who we are. God, places that just have not felt free to embrace what you say about us. Mm. And God, I just declare a breaking right now in Jesus' name over those the the stony shells that the the chips start flaking away right now in Jesus' name. And God, that you would begin speaking to each person, even right now, um, just uh, to help them see the the structure and and what what you are filling their their flesh hearts their hearts of flesh mm -hmm. god their soft and tender hearts the the hearts that were created the way you intended them to be yeah. god let your voice speak over each one of them who you say they are and and god that you're proud of them that you <laughs> love them that they are made to be like you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um one of the, one of the key things uh, in the the book of Revelation, John sees the New Jerusalem, and, and an angel says, "It is the bride, the wife of the Lamb, and all these precious stones." And and one of the things the Lord showed me was, each of you are like a precious stone. Yeah, you have a unique cut, a unique color. You're a different type of precious stone, a different type of gem, but you are completely unique. And as God's glory shines on you, it, 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 it bounces around inside of you and is displayed from you in a way like it was invisible until it came into you and it comes out of you in a way that the people around you can see mm. and, and experience. Mm. And, uh, mm. and so I, I just declare the, the shaping of, of who you were born to be, the, the, the clarity coming into the color, the, the facets forming at just the right angles um and just the 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 revelation of who god made you to be um and your place within his kingdom your place in the world your importance mm -hmm. your significance your purpose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i declare the breaking off of all shame the breaking off of hopelessness of despair of depression of mm -hmm. i'm not good enough mm -hmm. of self-harm yes. of suicidal thoughts right now in jesus name 
Yeah. And I release the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption to come upon you right now in Jesus name to, to, to come, to fill you up, to make you know, to seal you so clearly and powerfully that you are a loved son or daughter of God. Yeah. Mark you indelibly that you will know from this day forward, you belong with your daddy and he loves you. <laughs> he loves you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Uh, that was great. Thanks. Uh, That's really yeah. fun. Dave threw a heart up. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, uh, we really uh, appreciate you. We value your ministry. We, I, like I said, I think um, I think that the work that the Lord's doing through you guys is going to get catapulted. Um, and I and I and I, I the more I uh, kind of marinate on the thought, um, yeah, you're going to see sudden and severe growth. Amen. 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 Well, we bless you and we're so grateful. Um, if you have any, any, we're going to just give one moment here. Anyone have a question or anything else for, uh, our good friend, Nathaniel here, Debbie says, thanks for sharing today with a heart. Kevin, I received yeah, that. On. Amen. Hi, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's Kevin's awesome. I like Kevin. Yep. Yep. And, uh, Dave, I pulled Dave over. over. Yes. Smart move. Yeah, I like that picture. Like <laughs> about being tackled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Okay, we'll give it one more second because there is a little bit of a lag from when somebody types in until it shows up on here. Because sometimes we've gotten off air and then stuff starts popping up. We're like, no. Yeah. So right. yeah. All right. And with that, uh, we say thank you again. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and sign out. We bless you. Bless your family. And yeah, uh, you guys too. We'll talk soon. Sounds great. Okay. Bless you. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.